Hello again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Job Search Guide, fairly self-explanatory title for this podcast. Now, today we're going to dive into the job interview, obviously a rather important step for you to help land that next great position and really your best opportunity to sell yourself. Of course, we're going to break down the interview process and its vital components. We ought to have an expert on, so that's what we did today. Joining LJ and Radio out of New York is Barry Drexler, the expert interview coach and a gentleman with more than 30 years of executive human resources experience, which includes interviewing more than 15,000 job candidates. Clearly the right man for the job. Barry, thanks for coming on with us today. Uh, thank you, Tim. Well, I just want to start off, uh, we are going to do something a little different with the interview, but I want to start off by asking you, in general, what is the employer looking to discover, find out from that interview? A lot of people ask us, so well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing in that interview. What would you say to them that the employer is looking for? What I would say is the employer is looking to determine that you have the right technical skills, the right knowledge, and the right education to do the job, and most importantly, the right behaviors. And the behaviors fall into the category when you hear about the right fit. And the right behaviors are your work ethic, your energy, your confidence, and your ability to communicate and interact and your strong interpersonal skills, those type of things. And I say that's the most important. Many employers say, as an expression, you're hired for attitude and you're trained for skills because you can't teach someone to have a strong work ethic. You can't teach someone to be reliable. So that's the most important thing the employer will be looking for and presuming that as a very baseline, you can do the job and you have the right technical skills to do the job. So it's your behaviors that are most important. And that is what we really want to touch on here. Obviously, there are certain aspects to the interview that everybody's going to recognize and sometimes uh, people are going to have varying opinions on them. What I want to do with this was sort of do a word association, borrow from psychology a little bit. I just want to give you some terms, which really are, again, aspects of the interview. And I want you to just pop off you know, what it means to you or what you associate that word with. And you know, maybe we'll elaborate a little bit on, uh, on some of those terms. But uh, I just want to go that route and we'll see where we go with it and give our listeners some insight. So the first thing, uh, you know, you're going to greet somebody. So the first word I'm going to give you is handshake. Handshake is part of first impression. Very, very important. Be sure your hands are dry. Make it a firm handshake and don't hold on too long. And when you do do a handshake, make sure you look them in the eyes and a big smile, personality come through, uh, light up your face. But the handshake, you need to lock the web of your hand, make it firm, make sure it's firm, and uh, don't shake too much, as I mentioned. But absolutely needs to be a firm handshake with confidence, with a look in the eyes and a big smile. How about if it has to do, if it's male to female or female to male? Some people get a little weird about that. Any advice? Do the same if you're a female or a male. It's the same. Make sure the handshake is very firm and you lock webs and practice with someone, but don't cup your hand. Uh, don't have a <laughs> clammy hand uh, shake. Make it firm. If you're shaking a woman's hand, of course, don't squeeze too hard, but it has to be a firm handshake, right. male or female. All right, good. Next term, elevator speech. Contrary to popular wisdom, I advise not to have an elevator speech. Interesting. There is no one size fits all. Okay, you need to vary your speech based on the interviewer, what they're looking for, what the role is, and who the person is. If it's the hiring manager, if it's the CEO, if it's HR, it's a different speech. So my advice is to vary your speech depending on what it is you're trying to demonstrate. If you have one speech, the mistake candidates make is they have one speech that doesn't fit, doesn't fit the culture, doesn't fit the job. So your speech needs to vary. All right. Another part of the interview, you already mentioned this uh, when we were talking about the handshake. 
The word confidence. Confidence comes within your own mind. You can't try and be confident. Once you try, you're not confident. The way to develop confidence is through what I call self-affirmation. Positive feelings about yourself that you have to keep repeating prior to the interview, weeks prior to it, is convince yourself of how great you are, convince yourself of all your great skills, and truly believe in your heart that you're the best of the best that they're going to meet. Then your confidence will be real, it'll be genuine, and it'll be passionate. So can't try and be confident. You're not. It has to come from within. Now, if you're uh, maybe feeling a certain confidence when you walk in there, is there something that you should maybe look out for that, I don't know, you're interpreting incorrectly? Like, uh, you know, we're talking about eye contact possibly with confidence, but are there any tips to help people when they're actually in the room to exude that confidence? Not, again, faking it, but just showing that they are confident in that room. Showing it would be, first, you have to read your audience accurately. And these are things you learn throughout your life, reading people and reflecting that person and making a connection to that person mm. and continuously feeling in that session that you know that you're an authority in your field and that you're the best candidate. Now, if you trip over something or you think that you didn't say something right, move forward. Do not dwell on it. You have to be present in the moment and be conscious of what's going on at that moment. Don't think about a prior question or something you may not have answered right. So don't let that shake your confidence. I use sports analogies. You miss a shot, just move forward and, and nail the next shot. Love those analogies. I'm a big sports fan, so I'll take those any day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, next term, you mentioned this as well earlier, but this goes beyond the handshake and throughout the uh, whole interview. Eye contact. Eye contact, very important. Now, you don't want to stare at the person right. and, and come across strange. <laughs> and there are times when you want to look, a, look to the side as though you're thinking about something. But, you know, and we'll get into this, is talk like you normally talk. Mm -hmm. Don't be stiff. Don't be rigid. That's what hurts candidates. But talk, have a normal conversation and talk like you normally talk. And people normally talk with ums and uhs and they don't stare at the person. But they ha you, have, you must have strong eye contact. Uh, you can't be looking down or looking away incorrectly. You have to have very strong eye contact. And particularly when it's difficult questions like, why did you leave your last company? Or questions you don't feel comfortable with, you have to work on it. You have to maintain that eye contact. What about if there are more than one person in the room? That's very common now to have two or three individuals interviewing you. What's the key there in terms of eye contact? The key there is to look the person in the eyes who's asking you the question, and you provide them with an answer, and you glance. As you're answering, you glance at other people in the room, and you look for, for re expressions from their face. It's called face talk. People tell a story from their face. Sure. And you've got to tap into that and clue into that. Do they look confused? Do they look interested? Does it look like they want you to move on, continue, add information, so on? You've got to look, glance at people's faces in the room. Think about professional speakers that look at people and talk to people. Don't talk at them. Don't throw words at people. But stare the person in the eyes who's asking the question, answer them, look at them when you answer it, and glance at the other people in the room. All right. Speaking of speaking with these individuals and possibly being yourself, the next term, hand motions. Once again, you want to be animated. You want to show a strong sense of energy. You want you have to have great energy. You don't want to stiff be sitting there stiff and robotic. And you want to use your hands as you would in normal conversation with people. So make it a normal conversation, but use your hands when you want to say something and, and have more effect about what you're saying. So for example, if you're making a very important point, like why you're qualified, you want to lean slightly forward and use your hand motions to make a point. And it's, you know, I'm trying to describe it over the phone, <laughs> but, you know, just point forward, 
Uh, use your hands. If you want to list something, it's good to show that you think methodically by saying, well, number one, number two, number three. Okay. So you use your hands in that. So there, you want to definitely use your hands and your body and be in motion. But not too much, not too kooky, and not throwing, flailing your hands, but using them to make effect, to bring effect to what you're trying to say. But talk, once again, as I said, talk like you normally talk. Well, as people hopefully have noticed, we're kind of going through the process of the interview, kind of some quick hitting uh, aspects of what would happen in the interview. So as we look to get close to the end of that particular interview, the next term or phrase in this case, questions for the employer. Your questions should be spontaneous questions, questions that have come up during the discussion. Questions will be at the end of the interview. At that point, the interviewer has said quite a lot of information Mm -hmm. and you provide a lot of. So the point at which you can ask questions at the end, it is almost impossible not to have questions based on what the interviewer told you during the interview. It's much better than having pre-prepared questions, which you want to have as backup. Okay. But very important that you demonstrate you were listening to the interview with the information they were providing you and that that's where your questions come from. Spontaneous questions based on what the person told you. It shows you were interested, you were listening, and that's where your questions should come from. Have some pre-prepared questions, like I said, just as backup. I think that's a great point as far as the spontaneous questions go. As you said, it, it shows that you really were paying attention, engaged with everything, and that you can refer back to maybe that hour-long conversation that you had. Absolutely. And you, it's like I said, it's almost impossible not to have questions. And you definitely don't want to say, I don't have any questions or run out of <laughs> questions, especially if you're interviewing for an auditing role or a compliance role, auditors and our uh, consulting role, they have a million questions. You're going to, you should have a million questions, <laughs> uh, you know, so be polite about it, you know, say, I'll follow up with questions or if I have time, don't just take out a list of 20 questions or rattle through so many of them. Right. Any suggestions on if you do have a few planned questions, what would be important to ask? Don't ask questions you should know the answer. Right. So don't ask anything that's in the job description or that was already discussed with you. But you can ask what the environment, what the culture is like. You can ask a good question is, what, how do you rate superior performance? Hmm. So what would great performance look like? What would someone have to do to really exceed expectation in this job? Is a good question. You can ask the person, what are their priorities? What's keeping that person up at night? What can this new hire help them with the most? Those are good questions. Sure. So priorities uh, for this role, ask questions as if you're already in the role. You know, how would I get started and what kind of support would I have? And also, how can this role add the most value? Show an interest in what they're trying to achieve is the best way to go. But, you know, in your questions can demonstrate that. What are your priorities? What are you trying to achieve with this role? And what's the best of the best person in this role? Right. Well, that gets to then basically the interview at that point would be wrapped up, but we are, we don't want to miss that final key. And the term is follow up. They want someone who's very interested in the opportunity. So you want to, within a day or two, write a thank you note that emphasizes how you're going to add value. It, make it about them, not about you, and how excited you are about the role and how you're going to help them with things that came up during the interview. You send thank you notes to several people, make them different, don't cut and paste the same thank you note, and please have someone edit your thank you <laughs> note. I can't tell you how many employees have ruined opportunities because the typos had someone, you know, spelled the company uh, name wrong several times. So make sure it's impeccable because they will look at your writing, that as a writing sample. They will definitely scrutinize it. So, but definitely follow up with a day or two with with a nice thank you note. That's the best way to go. And if you don't hear from them, don't take it personally. Wait an appropriate amount of time. Do not stalk them. Uh, Wait, (laughs) you know, a week or two and don't show desperation. Don't ever do that. And then follow up just saying, I'm still interested and reviewing other opportunities, but yours is my first choice. 
So let them know, you know, you have other opportunities going on. So it makes yourself seem like more desirable. I like it. Nice inside tip there. And I do appreciate also you bringing up that until you actually have the job, every single thing you're doing is going to be evaluated. So even that thank you note seems so simple and just a nice thing to do that could cost you a position. Yes. And not only that, since you mentioned it, any interaction, communication, even if it's someone, a secretary that's scheduling your interviews, be polite, be precise, be, you know, uh, reliable. So yeah, anyone you interact with, don't underestimate even if it's someone you think is just scheduling your appointment, it's not just someone. They're going to get feedback to the hiring manager. Don't drop your guard whenever you're communicating with the company. Yep, excellent. Perfect point there. Now, we are getting close to the end of the show, but uh, you know, I think you give us some great insights. And we kind of went through the process of some of the terms and items that will occur in that interview. I wanted to give you the floor at the end, though. Anything you would give listeners here as we wrap up, just a final piece of advice or something you think they should take away from our conversation? Very important is make it about the employer and less about you. So candidates make the mistake that they just go on about themselves and it's not related to what the employer needs. So be concerned with what they're trying to achieve and demonstrate how you will add value. Demonstrate how you can bring your skills and experience to help them. Not about you, it's about them. And that's what they want to know. So final bit of advice is make it about the employer. Demonstrate how you're going to help them and add value. That is Barry Drexler, the expert interview coach. He's been kind enough to join us today and give us some tips about the process of interviewing as we've gone over some terms and he's given us the insight on how you can really nail that job interview. If you'd like to find out more information about Barry, you can go to expertinterviewcoach.com. Plenty of good information up there as well. Barry, thanks again for coming on and giving us the inside scoop today. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Of course, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. We'd love your feedback. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. <laughs>